Hey everyone, welcome to Thriving Marriage with Mark and Bethany. This is our weekly discussion of marriage and family in the Christian life, and our topic for today is dealing properly with marriage problems. We know that there are going to be marriage problems, and the solution is probably not to eliminate all problems altogether, but rather uh, find good ways to solve those problems when they come up and to effectively uh, deal with problems and come to good solutions as husband and wife. Yes, which we all want. (laughs) We don't want to cause more problems or problems on top of problems. Totally. (laughs) That's what happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess to do this, first, we're going to describe how to not solve, how to not properly uh, deal with your problems, or maybe we could say (laughs) how to improperly (laughs) deal with your marriage problems. And we got a couple ideas there, and then we will follow that up by saying, "Here, here's the right way forward." Right. And um, it's interesting. We were talking about. We're, um, I guess we were looking at our podcast uh, stats the other day, and we observed that I think the most listened to episode yeah. in all of our podcasts right. is. Um, when do I talk about my marriage problems and with whom? Right, yeah. <laughs> and we were just struck by that. I mean, I guess it could be any one that's the most downloaded one, but uh, that was just surprising to me. And so it caused us to wonder, like, how can we develop this topic a little bit further? Mm-hmm. And so not necessarily talking about when and with whom, but rather how do we effectively deal with these problems? And I guess we're going to tap into some of those questions in this episode as well. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well bring it back to this point if that's what people are asking, wondering. And I think it comes up in a lot of marriages at some point. There's issues and we know that. And so what do we do next? How do we deal with them? And I do think it's worthy to start with what not to do because we have a lot of bad examples around us. Yeah, Uh, You think like sitcoms, media, just famous people, just divorce, you know, get out, pick another spouse. I mean, there's so many ways to do it poorly. And Christians want to look at God's word to see what should we do if there's a problem in our marriage. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) number one of what not to do is uh, to gossip about your problems. Yes. So, I mean, this is at the top of the list because this is unfortunately the go-to solution for people. You're mad about something. There's some problem in your marriage. And so in an effort to solve the problem, at least in name, trying to solve the problem, uh, you go and talk to other people about it. Yeah. So your friends, your mom, Mom. (laughs) your dad, your your, uh, Your kids. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone. Coworkers. Seriously. Neighbors. It just slides right off the tongue. That's the problem. If someone wrongs you. I think I think women especially, at least from a lot of conversations I've been in, it's it's a really convicting point when I ask them, you know, who have you talked to about it? And and often it's telling because it's not their spouse that they've talked to, but it's their friend, it's that phone conversation, it's that get together at the park with the other moms, and it does quickly turn into a husband bashing scenario. Um, I'll just, I mean, you you guys know, you listeners know, I play tennis sometimes. Some of the ladies I've played with before, I'm struck by how quickly even in between sets, we're just somehow throwing a husband under the bus. Somebody turns and, ah, my husband and this and that. And yeah, you know, everyone joins the party. And it's like su- super easy to slide into that. Yeah. And 
you know, maybe, maybe your motivation there is just to get it off your chest right. because it's like, you're so upset. You want to talk to someone about it. Yeah. Someone will listen and sympathize with you. And so you want to yes. just, you know, get a load off. So you do that. Other people, I mean, maybe your motive is I really want to like, I really want my wife to change or I really want my husband to change because of this problem. So I'm going to talk to their mother or right. their friend or my friend, right? you know, so your motive is like, I want to fix this but you go about it the wrong way. This yeah. is not the way to solve the problem, to talk to peop- other people about it. Right. Yeah. I think that's a major <laughs> temptation in each of our mouths. And uh, it's something to stop if we can. <laughs> stop it. Close it. You know, go to the Lord if you got to talk to someone about it. That's mm-hmm. who somebody said to me once, but who do I talk to? And I'm thinking, well, first talk to your husband, but then go to the Lord. You always have a listening ear with God. You can always speak to him. You can always pray to him. You can always get it off of your chest, so to speak. You can always tell him your real thoughts. And I think that's the person to turn to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you brought up um, Proverbs eleven thirteen, which says, whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, but he who is trustworthy in spirit keeps a thing covered. So there's a helpful just yeah. wisdom from God's word there yeah. um, to resist the urge to spew out um, complaints or gossip or slander or whatever it may be. Yeah. Okay. So what's another way to not? Yeah. So another bad way to do this <laughs> yeah. is to explode with anger to your spouse, yeah, you yes, know, to yeah. just one day be like, you know, that's it. Right. You know, and just rip into them or, you know, maybe it's not even after a long period of time. Maybe it's just the first time they do something. You, you mm-hmm. explode with anger. You bring it up in a, in a way that, um, is hostile and argumentative and accusatory, and um, this is not going to start a great process of reconciliation. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're making me think of like the science experiment volcano that uh-huh. we've all seen, where it's just like you know something's going on in that <laughs> in that mountain, and it's just all of a sudden just coming out spewing out. Yeah, but I do think that that explosion of anger, just that outburst of anger, I think Scripture calls it, is is just. I can't handle this anymore. It's like, bah, like I've popped, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I do think sometimes that happens when we feel like this has gone on for so many times and we're just like, it's like piling. It's like piling, piling, piling. And like the Jenga tower, like it all topples over or something. Mm-hmm. And then we just mm-hmm. explode. Yeah. And I, that that means probably, right, you should have, don't keep adding blocks to your Jenga tower of anger. <laughs> <laughs> the Jenga Tower of yeah. anger, right? Deal with them as they come. And then also, if you feel those intense emotions to just, like, let loose, you need yeah. to be careful not to let them just go it go wild and just, just unload because your mouth is going to end up really tearing into your spouse usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing here is you're trying to solve one problem with another problem. Yeah. So it's right. it's wrong. It's inappropriate for you to explode with anger. Yes. Um, so why would you do that as in, a, in an effort to solve a problem? Right. You're literally creating a problem with your solution. Yes. So don't do that. Yeah. It's unwise. It's ungodly. Um, this is not the right way to deal with a problem, Christian husband or Christian wife. Yeah. The right way is, as we're going to talk about later, it involves humility and, you know, self-reflection and not... Gentleness. A lot, right. Not giving into your emotions and situation. So be careful about being angry about this. And number mm-hmm. three, you got into it a, a little bit, Oops, Bethany, sorry. when you said what you said. But number three, 
uh, what not to do is to just remain in silence for a long period of time and let yes. something build up. Yeah. So it's wrong to explode in anger. It's also wrong to just sit there and quietly grow bitter and fester right. over weeks and months and years and never address it. Yeah, yeah. So often what happens is you explode in anger after a period of right. that. But I think we're also saying that allowing the, the Jenga tower to continue to, <laughs> g- to get pieces added to yes, it, that's yeah. a problem. Right. Don't allow this, what, what in your mind is a big, huge problem, <clears throat> to continue to grow and fester. Mm-hmm. So you're sitting passively, idly, allowing it to develop when you should do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's no good to kind of hold it in. And sometimes, we've talked about this before, sometimes these little things that we think are added could just be forgiven and moved past, right? But sometimes these little blocks that we're talking about, these things, these problems, they need to be addressed right then and there or that later that evening or right away because if they're not, it, it does just add to uh, distance in marriage, adds to bigger problems down the road. I mean, it adds to a lot of things. So, yes, we want to overlook problems when we can, but we're talking about the things that really need to be dealt with right then and there, can't be overlooked. And instead of doing that, we just are quiet. We're just quiet day after day after day. Oh, I guess I'll just take it. Oh, I guess this is just how it's going to be. Woe is me type of things. And all along the way, you're stewing. Yes. So... Again, you're solving the problem right. with a problem. Another problem. Where you're boiling under the surface right. and, you know, s- dealing with it internally uh, in an inappropriate way. Right. This, is, this right. is not a godly solution to your problem. Okay, so here are three inappropriate ways that are really common to deal with your problems. Mm-hmm. So re- let's resist those. And instead, what is the right way? to deal with a problem in your marriage. Well, I guess I'll just list off each element and then we'll okay. talk about it yeah. in uh, one at a time. So the right way to solve problems in your marriage is to go to the source. So go to your spouse mm-hmm. directly after examining yourself yes. with repentance and humility at the right time uh-huh. for a good purpose. Take me home. Yep, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> so let's let's think about that. You right. go to the source. Yes. You don't talk to the mother-in-law. You talk to yes. the, the husband or the wife, right? Yes. You you go to the person. Uh, yeah, I mean, I there's times when I just have to come to you and say, look, there's an issue. You did this thing, or I'm bothered by this that thing that happened, or mm-hmm. this decision, yep. and you're the right person for me to right. talk to. And not anyone else. And you're going to be the one that I can solve it with. You're going to be the one who needs to hear it. Especially if we're in a Christian marriage, both Christians here, I'm even called when I see, if I see sin or if I see something that I think was wrong, I'm called to bring it up. So I'm actually fulfilling what God's word says by saying, hey, I I see something and I'm I'm concerned about it. Let's deal with it together. So when you go to me... Mm -hmm. To the source of the problem, me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not you, babe. You, you do a really good job of this. You don't just come to me right away. You do have thoughts in your mind and things you could say, but I think you've been a good example of waiting mm-hmm. not for long years, but right. waiting to first examine yourself. And yep. so we have this principle in, in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says, get the log out of your own eye. Mm-hmm. Before you go and accuse someone else and judge someone else, first look to your own issues, your yeah. own problems, and confess those to the Lord. And if there's a problem in your relationship, it's 
um, pretty much the case that it's not 100% on your spouse. It's not 100% their fault. There's going to be things that you can own, responsibility that you can take, Mm -hmm. and confession that you can have to the Lord and to your spouse. So first, examine yourself before you go to your source. Yeah. I'm going to confess something right here and now. Okay. There have been times where I feel super justified and I'm about to come to the source. I'm about to bring up something to you. And as I step back and reflect on the thing that occurred, the situation, and I do try to examine my own heart, my own words, my own choices, and God convicts me, I don't ever end up coming to you. Mm. I realize I actually was the problem. (laughs) You were doing good. You were doing the right thing or you were just kind of dealing with my craziness, and um, I'm actually not even going to need to talk to you. It's, it's interesting how sometimes I felt so, uh, you know, feisty at the moment mm-hmm. to think, I'm going to tell him about this thing. And then as I pray and think through it, I God really says, you know, you were the, you were yeah. the thing. You know, you were the problem. Yeah. yeah. I've written something down before to say to you. Yeah. And, and then it's Aww. like the next day, it's like, what? I don't need to say that. Why, why do I need to say that? Yeah. That's like, get over it. Move past it. Like, that's, like, in the moment, it seemed like the right thing to say. Yeah. But the next day, yeah, it was like, that doesn't, why Why would I do that? Do you have, do so, you have that somewhere? I, I'd I, love I, to read those. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is there a log? I'm a file. <laughs> yeah. Things that I wish I would have said. So yeah. many. <laughs> so that, it's good and, you know, godly, I think, to uh, first examine yourself and then maybe you're going to eliminate the conversation altogether. Right. But if not, if there is something that you yeah. should bring up, you go then Definitely. to the person. Um, and the next thing that we said is go to the source after examining yourself with repentance and humility. So, you know, it's not a process of like, yeah, let me think. Did I do anything wrong? No. Okay. Yeah. Now let me add them. Right. right. But after examining yourself, there's good repentance, and then you bring a humility into that conversation. Yeah, and you're even, I think, step that goes with this is open to have to be humble in listening exactly. to your spouse's yeah. perspective, what your spouse felt or how they perceived what went on, or even things that you don't even remember that you did or hurtful tones mm-hmm. or whatever it might be. I mean, sometimes I think, well, yes, I've dealt with my sinful element of this problem. I see where I'm wrong. Now I'm going to bring it up to my husband, Mark. And then, <clears throat> pardon me, sorry, Mark ends up saying something to me that phew, I was totally blind to. And he's right. And it's something I now need to go into repentance, be humble yeah. and repent about that thing as well. It's right. not like I've dealt with it, I'm done, and now I've come and you need to listen to me and, and hear all my words and you don't get a say in this type of thing. I'm really coming at you. You know, we got to be continuously humble, which is mm-hmm. hard, super and hard. that's going to give you a right disposition to listen in mm-hmm. that conversation because it's a huge problem. We could have added this to the how not to do it list. Yeah, but right. You know, if you don't listen, you're not solving the problem well. Like, you've got to approach the person with this kind of disposition and really hear what they're saying. Yeah. Hear where they're coming from and uh, uh, factor in what they've said. Yes. So I think that's great. Uh, We also include here, you should have that conversation at the right time. So there's a lot of wrong times. Yeah. You know, right before, yes. as your spouse is dozing off and falling asleep and you're laying there boiling, you right. know, um, <laughs> uh, eyelids glued open, right? Or as they're rushing out the door to go to work or right. 
Um, or calling them maybe in the middle of the day. Sure. You know, I don't know. In the heat of the moment is also not the right time. There's a lot of wrong times to do it. A good right time might be uh, a a set-aside time to talk, a family meeting time. uh, Right. You know, at the front end of a date night. Is that a bad idea? Ooh. Like... Like, hey, we got a bit. We got something to talk yeah, about, yeah, and then okay. let's get, let's have a conversation, move past it, and then let's go and. Yeah, you know. I think it depends on the on the couple there, but yes, I think yeah. that could be a good time for sure. Yeah, but and this is where it's so helpful to know your spouse because there there's things I've learned along the way, things that you've told me straight up of times that I know are not good times for you that may feel like good times for me. So it's helpful for me to look at my my own spouse, you, Mark, and think, okay, I know he is not his. He's distracted at this time of his day, or he's focusing on something else here, or he really wants to enjoy a family time during this time. He doesn't want me to interrupt it with all these major problems, and so it's helpful to think through what the right time, not only for you. Yes, that's good when you can be calm and have enough energy and are in the right mindset. But also, more importantly, think of of your spouse whom you're coming with with this, you know, kind of big thing, Mm -hmm. potentially Mm -hmm. big thing. Yeah, right. It depends on the thing and the time. Right. Okay. And the last piece is all of this needs to be done for a good purpose. Go to the source, right, blah, 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 for a good purpose. Uh, Galatians chapter 6, verse 1, it says, if anyone's caught in any transgression— you who are spiritual should restore him mm-hmm. in a spirit of gentleness. Mm-hmm. So the goal of this conversation is restoration. Reconcil- we're going to reconcile with each other. My, my goal in bringing this up is not to make you feel bad or to pile on, you know, right. to your problems or whatever, uh, or to feel better about myself. No, to or get to off manipulate my chest. Yeah. you to get what I want yeah. or whatever. Yeah, But rather to restore you and see you come back to, mm-hmm. you know, making good decisions and living right with God. Yeah, and to restore the relationship as well, not to leave this relationship, this, you know, number one relationship on earth between husband and wife in a in a fraught way. We want it to be unfraught. Oh, yeah. No fraughts at all. <laughs> we want to make sure our relationship is restored uh, and that things are back to, you know, enjoying one another, liking one another, yeah. serving one another, yeah. and not um, mumbling, grumbling, angry frustrated underneath the surface, but totally. we dealt with the problem. Totally. And moved past it. I think that's good. Yeah. And if you're if you cannot pray about this and have your goal be, you know, purely I really want to uh, see restoration happen. Mm-hmm. I've got a good motivation behind this conversation. Man, you should you should pause before you have that conversation. Yeah. Like let's wait, let's let's get your motives right. Right. Um and make the aim of this conversation to be this kind of restorative one. Yeah, and I think you have a great point about just bringing prayer and all the elements. I mean, we 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 hinted at it, but all of this is probably flooded with prayer, asking God for you to do this the right way, because there's so many sinful temptations, at least I know for me, when I can get into a... Um, a discussion about my own sin, your sin problems, where there's a lot of temptations for me to go wrong. And so the more I can talk to God and rely on his grace and his Holy Spirit to guide me, the better I'm going to be than if I rush in or do it on my own accord. Yeah. yeah. Um, so go to the source after examining yourself with repentance and humility at the right time for a good purpose. Mm. Just do that. Just do those things. Those are helpful. And also, just 
remember, if you've gone through these things and you do need help, you know, at that point, once you've done this, don't, you know, reach out to someone who mm-hmm. is a godly Small mentor. group leader. That's exactly. A counselor. Someone who loves the Lord and can help point you or facilitate better discussions or what to do moving forward or help you out. That's right. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. All right. See ya.